You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. He's Sam Hauser. I am Joe O'Neill. As promised, we're going uh, to chat with Justin Michael. He covers CSU for Denver Sports. It's online at thednvr.com. Thank you so much for your time, Justin. So, uh, quite a year for the Rams, uh, exceeding a lot of people's expectations around the league. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, is it probably even exceeding your expectations, huh, uh, Justin? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I knew that CSU was going to be much better, just given the fact that Isaiah Stevens returned, which was a big question mark in the off season, and just the idea that they were very likely going to be much healthier than they were a year ago. But I, I certainly didn't expect them to have the start that they had. I mean, to you know pull off some of those high major victories the way they did in the non conference slate was it was awesome. And obviously, they've had some big wins in the league slate, but the, the Mountain West as a whole, I think, is just better than all of us expected, and I expected the league to be pretty dang good. So uh, we played a soundbite from Richard Pitino earlier about there's not really one thing you can pinpoint to give yourself an advantage against Colorado State. So uh, you're the head coach at the University of New Mexico, uh, Justin. What, what do you think uh, maybe are the Achilles heels of this Rams team? I think when they've struggled, they've they've struggled to knock down open jump shots, which has been a thing even in, in some of their wins, like against Utah State. They shot 17% from three-point range. A lot of those were wide open and uncontested. That isn't the first time we've seen that. So I think if you can force CSU into a lot of shots from deep, it, it's kind of you know hit or miss in terms of are they going to make you pay. Um, they're also really dependent on Isaiah Stevens and Neat Clifford and Patrick Cartier to kind of hit those threes outside of those guys. There have not really been a ton of dudes that have hit any shots from, from the perimeter with consistency. So I, I know their numbers as a whole are, are pretty decent, but I would say they're a good, not great three-point shooting team, and there have been some, some really streaky stretches where it's been worrisome. Yeah, and you know we were just talking about that too. Thirty-two percent uh, this year uh, in conference play from behind the three-point line. But I've been re- you know reading some of your work, and uh, you really uh, think that this CSU team basically hangs its hat on its its defense. It's 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 there. That seems to be there almost every single game, Justin. And that's what uh, Lobo fans will have to you know keep an eye on because. Uh, CSU, Nico Medved, he's taken a bunch of uh, no-name guys for the most part, uh, with the exception of um, Neek from Colorado. Uh, they, you know, a bunch of no-name guys, but somehow they, they're playing at a high defensive level, Justin. Yeah, that's just been the big key. I mean, even two years ago, that David Roddy team, I think the highest that CSU was trending at was around the mid-50s in terms of defensive efficiency. This is the first time they've ever been a top 35 offense and top 35 defense. And the offensive efficiency has actually dipped a little bit of late. But the the ability to defend at a high level has allowed them to be a, a much more competitive, especially on the road. I know they lost that game by San Diego State uh, by 16, but the last five minutes they didn't have an active forward on the roster and they were getting killed in the paint. So it was, it was kind of bound to, to break open a little bit. Um, I, I've been super impressed. I think it, it has to do with buy-in. I think a big part of it probably has to do with uh, 
the veteran presence that they have in this team. When you look at the starting lineup, Nate Clifford, he's a fourth-year traditional senior. He's the youngest guy. Everyone else, fourth, fifth, sixth-year player. I think that really makes a difference on the defensive side. You know, Justin, you talk about the top three that this really starts with, with Isaiah Stevens and Patrick Cartier and and really just the, the, the top guys that we've been used to seeing here for, for a few years now with Colorado State. But as you start to go further down, like on the Lobo side of things, you know, we have Mustafa Amsil, and the numbers aren't going to blow you away, but he's such a different player now than he was even at the time of that first meeting with Colorado State at Moby Arena for the Rams. Is that... What we're seeing with Joel Scott, is there another guy that you would throw in that category, like somebody who's just really come along as the season has gone along? Yeah, I think Joel Scott is a good example there. I mean, he he was a guy that was averaging double digits in in non-conference play and then kind of had a bit of a rough introduction into the the league slate, and I don't think that's super surprising just given that, you know, in the non-conference slate, you might be playing good defenses, but there just isn't the same familiarity that there is within your own league and there can be kind of a feel it out process as you just figure it out. I mean, these teams are really good. You got to go into really tough road settings. Uh, Joel Scott's a good answer though. Um, I, I would say uh, Josiah Strong is another good example. He's probably CSU's best uh, on ball defender outside of Nick Clifford. Who's just been huge. He's a guy that's not going to stand out in the, in the stat sheet or, or stuff like that, but a guy that consistently plays really big defensive minutes and, I've kind of stepped up and hit some some big shots of late. Is there anything specific that you point to as far as you look at this is the difference, why Colorado State is such a different team at Moby Arena versus when they go on the road? I mean, only one loss at home and some big, or some big wins at home, but just a, a different story. Is there anything specific that you point to that's not happening when they're away from their home floor? Not consistently. I mean, they they've been more efficient offensively at home, but I think that's probably the case with just about everybody in the league. Um, I don't think it's like an instance where they can't win away from Moby Arena. If you look at the non-conference site, they won both of their true road games. They won three other neutral site games against high major teams. So, you know, I, I don't think it's like a situation where you want to panic, but they dropped a couple of winnable ones early on. I think they really hope to steal at least one of the games against Boise State and Utah State. They were competitive in both, but the offense just kind of struggled. Uncharacteristic turnovers. And then, obviously, you have some kind of fluky ones, too, if what happened in Wyoming was just wild. And even San Diego State, they got outscored 19-1 to over the final nine minutes. Like it, They've just had some very odd stretches. And I think the fact that it's on the road, the setting is probably – a factor, but I also think some of it has just been kind of random to to an element. He's Justin Michael. You can find his work at thednvr.com with Denver Sports. They have a whole network for, for all your Denver teams, for your Broncos, the Nuggets. Of course, we're a proud Nuggets affiliate, so we want to send people there, but Broncos, Nuggets, Rockies, the colleges, you name it, you can find it there, thednvr.com. And you wrote a piece today, actually, Justin, that just came out in the last couple of hours about Colorado State moving on from Joe Parker. He's stepping over, as we understand it, to more of the administrative side of things. Has there been anything new that's come out in the last 24 hours or so that, that you guys have learned that might point to the timing on this or, or just any more information about it? It's kind of a move that I've expected for a while. Um, I went back and I was looking through some texts from some buddies of mine, and I in mid-December said that I, I think it's 
going to happen before the end of the school year. In terms of it being right now, I, I didn't expect that. That was a little odd to me. I figured it'd be more like May or something like that, you know, just kind of after the, the classes end. But uh, I, I think ultimately you got, you have a new president who's been on campus for about a year now. And, you know, you have an AD who's been here for nine years without a ton of success. I, I You know, I, I don't think it's like this, big dramatic thing or anything like that. Like, oh, all of a sudden we have to get rid of this guy. I think it was just a situation where you have a president who's been here for a year now. She's kind of assessed it and probably just really wants to bring her own people in at this point. And when you look at the the amount of money that CSU's kind of invested in, in athletics as a whole and kind of the, the lack of reward that they've gotten from it, especially on the football side, I, you know, I think it just kind of makes sense. As with, as, as things stand right now, and certainly tonight's game with the Lobos in Colorado State is going to, one way or another, have another pendulum swing in all of this, but as things stand before we play this game out tonight, Justin, and it's all an educated guess, but do you think that this holds and the Mountain West gets six teams in? Like, How, how much of a realistic chance do you think there is to get six teams in as we stand right now? Uh, you know, I... I think it's it's much more realistic than I, if you would have asked me two, three weeks ago, but I, I think what you always have to factor in is the potential for chaos in other conference tournaments where you get a bid stealer where all of a sudden, like, you know, a nine or a 10 seed wins the league and they get a bid that we didn't expect, but the regular season conference champ from that league still gets in. Um, so that, you know, that could really hurt a team from the Mountain West that's on the bubble. But I will say... I think it's more likely that we get six than four. My guess <laughs> is that it actually ends up being five, but just the, the possibility that, you know, it's this realistic is really cool for the league because, you know, 10 years ago, this wouldn't have felt that crazy. I mean, six is, is a lot, but it's just fun to have the league be back this nationally relevant. And I think, honestly, New Mexico being in the equation is is great for it. You see the support the program has and, it's just it's more fun when teams like CSU and New Mexico, San Diego State, when they're all rocking because they have great fan bases. So uh, I'm not going to ask you about Isaiah Stevens or Neat Clifford. I'm going to ask you about uh, Joe Palmer. He comes off the bench. He's <laughs> affectionately known uh, by Pete Gillen as Headband Joe, uh, kind of a, <laughs> a, a cult favorite there up in Colorado Springs. He does get 16 minutes a game. Uh, it's going to be fun watching him come onto the court tonight in the pit. Talk to us about Headband Joe, if you would, please, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. He's just a spark plug. He's not shot the three quite as well as he did early on in the season and non-conference late. He was hitting a, a ton of big shots, but he's just one of those guys that is going to play really hard minutes. He's a competent defender. He's going to die for loose balls. He's a good rebounder. He's been driving more of late and getting to the rim, which has been good, but he's just kind of one of those guys that comes in and provides a spark off the bench and you know he's, he's been able to really endear himself to CSU fans for basically being a guy that's willing to lay it all on the line you know dive and put his body out there and just do the little things that you know allow you to earn minutes when you aren't necessarily the most athletic guy on the floor he does all that and he wears a great looking headband uh Justin thank you so so much for joining us here giving us the lowdown on the Rams people can find your work online at the dot 
com. Appreciate Justin Michael joining us here this afternoon on Team Talk. All right, when we come back, uh, it's time for top five. And Bella Hines isn't the only high school star in the metro area getting offers from the biggest programs in the country. Sam Hauser will tell you who else is in that mix when we come back. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.